Welcome to Light Steps Live. Our mission is to open the Word of God to edify the believer and evangelize the world, that people who follow Jesus can walk in the light as He is in the light. Now, let's turn our attention to God's Word. Howdy, friends, and welcome to today's Light Steps Live, where we continue in our Fruitful Disciples series. Today's word of the day is disciple. With the term we are redeeming, we should be making disciples. You know, I want to pause right here and give a book recommendation. I I um I, I say this metaphorically. If if I could go pursue a PhD in something, I'd want to pursue a PhD in being and making disciples. And I'd want to pursue it um, as much for the challenge to grow as a disciple as I would for the equipping of making disciples. I, I just can't get enough of the subject matter itself. It's the core of what I'm supposed to be as a disciple, a follower of Jesus. And it's also the core of what I'm supposed to do, making disciples. And so I, I get pretty hype about it. I want to recommend a book today. I won't say um, a lot about the book uh, because I, if I get started, I'll use up all our time today talking about the book. I love it. The name of the book is The Complete Book of Discipleship, subtitled On Being and Making Followers of Christ, written by Bill Hull and published by the Navigators Reference Library. Um, it is just phenomenal history of discipleship. Discipleship through the ages in the church. Some some thoughts uh, about you know the minimums of being a disciple, the standards of being a disciple. You might say, which are just you know the minimum, and um, and uh, also in disciple making. Just great stuff. Uh, as a matter of fact, at one point I had made all our staff read this book. Uh, it's just good, good, good stuff. And um, I've often thought. And maybe I will one day do a, a whole um, series on sort of uh, highlighting each chapter of that the book. Um, it's just good stuff. I recommend it. You can you can find it uh, in new paperback for less than fifteen bucks, and you can buy used copies all day long for just a few dollars. Good book. Really recommend it. That being said, I have gleaned tons of thoughts in the over the years from this book. I have read it through probably five or six times and I have referenced it, uh, I don't even know, dozens of times. I've referenced uh, things in the book and shared things with others straight from Bill Hull's The Complete Book of Discipleship. Just good stuff. Okay. I have, and you'll already be challenged when you, as soon as I say this, I have five thoughts today I'd share, I'd like to share about redeeming the time and making disciples uh, as we redeem the time. And um, to frame that, I want to look at a couple couple quick passages. One of them, a couple of my favorite verses in the whole New Testament. The Apostle Paul wrote to the church at Rome, and in chapter 12, uh, verses 1 and 2, he says this, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. One thing I love about the book of Romans, I, I don't see it as much as a theological treatise 
as it what well, as much as I see it as Paul saying to the believers at Rome, hey guys, I'm coming through there. What I really want to go is out into the areas like Spain where no one has taken the gospel yet. And I want you guys to be my jumping off point. And I want you guys to be able to endorse me as a missionary, to receive me as a brother. Here's what I know about the gospel. Here's what I know about the nature of man, the nature of God, the nature of sin, the nature of redemption. And I want you guys to know, right, that I know this stuff so that you'll approve of me. And, and, and so Romans 1 through Romans 11 is, is, is a theological treatise, but I, I like to look at it as Paul saying, I'm okay as a missionary. Y'all, y'all can trust me. Y'all can see that I have a sound, orthodox, theological view of, of the, the history of man, the truth of God, revelation, redemption, all that stuff. And so then he says, so, so brothers, I appeal to you, you know, on the back, uh, out of everything I just said, I appeal to you, therefore, what's the therefore? Whenever you see a therefore, back up and find out what it's there for. It, this therefore is, is therefore Romans 1 through 11, right? This is by the mercies of God, by the, un, by the unmatched favor of God, the kindness of God, I appeal to y'all in lieu of, of all that God has done for mankind, all that mankind is and what God and his kindness, grace, mercy, his tender compassion has done, just go ahead and present your bodies as a living sacrifice. <laughs> he says, and that's just, that's just like the standard of worship. Just present yourself as a living sacrifice. Isn't all of that right in line with the whole idea of being a fruitful disciple? Right? And he says, so where does that start? It starts with giving all of yourself to God and then let God transform your, your, your relational tool. The way you relate to everything is through your thoughts and through your affections. So he says, don't be conformed to this world. Be transformed by renewing your mind. In other words, first agree in your mind about what's right, what's wrong, what's good, what's bad, and then let that tra that transform mind inform your affections and care about the stuff that God says is good. I, I, before I didn't get to those five things in case nobody's noticed. <laughs> this is just the if you want to redeem the time, if you want to be a disciple who makes disciples, you just got to offer yourself to God. You just got to offer yourself to God. This is all, and there's so much more to be said. We, we get the privilege of priests with the responsibility of the offering. So we are, we get to approach God and take ourselves to God, except we're not a dead cut up piece of meat. We are living and God wants to do something with us. Refer back to that, that episode on being spent. We are coins in God's hand. Okay. Enough on that. Let me offer you this other thought. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. You then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Be strengthened by the unmerited favor of God. It's unmerited. It's merited to Christ. It's unmerited to us. But then it's given to us through Christ. So it's not by our merit. It's by his merit. Whew, that's awesome. You then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus and what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses and trust the faith of men. All right, there you see, as a fruitful disciple, what's happening is we're abiding in God and he is downloading some stuff into us. Okay, then what do we do? 
we entrust that into others. As we learn to live as disciples, we lead others to live as disciples. Let me say that again. As we learn to live as disciples, we lead others to live as disciples. It's always just giving and receiving things. The whole body of Christ is like that. We have skills, gifts, talents, and we offer ourselves to the Lord. And then the Lord gives us to each other in the body, but he also gives the body to the world. Mm, that's some good stuff. So just as a framework, Romans 12, 1 and 2, 1 Timothy, no, excuse me, 2 Timothy 2, 1 and 2. And um, let me give you five sort of quick <laughs> ideas on being a disciple, okay? And these are all framing ideas. They're just, they're framing a larger discussion. Each one of them is framing a larger discussion. And what I'm hoping to do is give you a taste of them and make you want to look into them. Number one, a disciple serves or works like Christ. For example, Jesus would say things like, um, I only say what, what the Father has given me to say. I'm gonna work while it's yet called daylight. In other words, we take up our pattern of serving God, working uh, for the Lord, working for the Father. We take that example from the Son. So a disciple works like his teacher works. And Jesus was all about the Father's will. Number two, a disciple serves Christ. Now think about that. A disciple serves like Christ, a disciple serves Christ. And I'll say 2B is a disciple serves for Christ. We serve for the sake of the one that has saved us. We serve the one that has saved us. And so you know, Jesus, Jesus tells us great commission. I reference it all the time. It's relative all the time. It's the work we're supposed to be doing all the time that um, um, that that work hasn't changed, his command hasn't changed, his commission, our commission hasn't changed. And so uh, there he says, all authority has been given to me. Go ye therefore, make disciples of all nations, teaching them, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all the things I've commanded you. So how does one make a disciple? By causing people, well, we don't cause them. Let me restate that. I'm, I messed up there. What we do is present the excellencies of Christ. We present the truth of Christ. And if a person submits themselves to Christ, we walk with them and show them what God has shown us about walking in subordination to Christ, learning to observe the teachings, the truth of Jesus in every area of our life. Number three, a disciple-making disciple cares about eternity. You ever thought about that? A disciple-making disciple cares about eternity. In other words, we're not only caught up in the things of this age. Life for us isn't just about this ball of mud and all the galaxies that surround it. We know that this is a temporary deal here. This is a temporary deal. And so we will not lean into this life as if this world and this life is eternal. 
We know we are to number our days and to operate very wisely inside these numbered days because uh, life is like a fleeting vapor. I mean, the apostle James would say, he would say, don't even say, I'm going to do such and such or go here or there tomorrow. So don't even say that. Don't even be that way. Rather say, Lord willing. That goes back into that, that idea of, of walking in wisdom and humility. Okay. We understand. We care about eternity. We understand we have a transcendent worldview in all issues. A disciple making disciple of Jesus has a transcendent worldview in all things. Fourthly, a disciple making disciple cares about souls. We realize not only we care about eternity, but we realize everyone has an eternity and their eternities are either going to be spent in splendid fellowship with God or separated from God. Their, their eternity will be spent in life because they're in the presence of God or they're in eternal death because they're denied fellowship with God. So we care about souls and a disciple making disciple, the care about souls is reflected in how we live and what we do and what we spend our time on and what we value and what we spend our money on, on and on and on. What we give our time, talent, and treasure to. What what we give, where we go, how, how we get down on our knees and pray. We care about eternity. We care about souls. Fifthly, a disciple making disciple cares about people. We know that people are the apple of God's eye. And so we not only care about their souls, we care about their lives. We care about people care about people. It's not to say we don't care about the environment. We don't care about puppy dogs and, and stray cats and kangaroos. It's not to say we don't care about those things. We just don't care about those things more than we care about people. And caring about people should take up a great focus of our life. All right. Before we run out of time today, there's just... There's just five, I would call, the edge of the characteristics of a disciple. And there's a whole bunch more. You could, man, we could make a, a, a huge list. We, we serve like Christ. We serve Christ. We care about eternity. We care about souls. We care about people. Okay? And we care about them in relation to what God says is right and wrong, what God says is good and bad, what God says is truth, and what God says is untruth. We align our caring with the eternal reality of what God says. All right, before we close, I want to go to a passage. Ephesians chapter four. Ephesians chapter four. If you've never seen this, uh, it's going to blow your mind. If you have seen it, I pray you get refreshed. I'm going to read just a few verses, okay? Ephesians four, beginning at verse 11. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers to equip the saints with the work of the ministry of building up the body of Christ until we attain to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ so that we're no longer children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. You guys realize that was four verses, but it was one sentence. Here's, here's something that's really powerful. 
that's really good for disciple making disciple making disciple making disciples of Christ. All right, all the gifting that God has given the body of Christ has given has been given to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. The gifting isn't given so that only people with certain gifts do any work. People with equipping gifts equip so that everyone works. All right, equip the saints with the work of the ministry to build up the body of Christ, to build it up. And what is the measure of building up the body of Christ? We all attain unity of faith. That means we all believe on Jesus. We believe on, it says, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to we're all mature. And the measure of our maturity, the measure of our stature is the fullness of Christ until we're just like Jesus. Go back to that Free for Disciple episode on Christ-likeness. Right, And the reason God wants to give these gifts to equip the saints for the work of the ministry to the fullness of Christ is so that we will no longer be children. We don't live like children. We live like grown folk. And as grown folk, we're not tossed around. We're not tossed to and fro by the waves and cared about by every wind of doctrine. Everything that comes along doesn't blow a mature disciple all over the place. Human cunning doesn't blow us all over the place. Craftiness and deceitful schemes of the enemy. So he goes on to say, rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped when each part is working properly. You ready for this? Makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Makes the body grow. We understand as disciple making disciples of Jesus, we understand that our calling is to edify the body unto the maturity of the likeness of Christ and evangelize the world so that we may, we may see people come into the body of Christ as God is adding them. And as God adds them, we take the sacred trust to disciple them and help them grow up. Thank you guys for listening to Light Steps Live. I can't wait to be together with you soon. Our next episode will be our last in this series. I look forward to being with you guys in about a week. Thank you for joining us on Light Steps Live today. My name is Katie Bose, and the rest of our production team is Andrew Liggett, Shannon Allen, and Steve Riley. Music provided by Banjo Ben Clark. Connect with Banjo Ben at banjobenclark.com. This episode is sponsored by the Light Steps devotional series. Would you like to have Light Steps in print or on your digital reader? Tim Bose has written three devotionals, Light Steps, More Light Steps, and Steps on the Roman Road. These titles can be found in print at the My Life Matters office or in digital format via Amazon. Tim Bose is a pastor of East Rock Community Church and the executive director of My Life Matters, a gospel ministry with a focus on making disciples who become lifelong followers of Jesus. Discover more about My Life Matters at mylifematters.club.